This is the Main Attraction Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Justin Strawn and Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the Main Attraction Podcast, where we discuss the biggest television shows and movies in the entertainment industry. I am your host, Justin Strawn. Joining me each week is the other host of the show. Is that a box you have in your hand, or are you just happy to see me? Ryan Nelson. <laughs> of course, hell is covered with flies and mosquitoes. <laughs> of course. I- I was not shocked at all by that. <laughs> not in the least to say that. To say that. So, yeah, I was not surprised that the hell was covered with flies and mosquitoes either. Uh, you've been listening to podcasts since we started the podcast last year. Thank you for continuing to listen and making us a part of your day. If you're new to the show, we hope you enjoyed it as we talk about the first two episodes of the second season of Good Omens on Amazon Prime. If you are new or irregular and would like more access to the show, visit our Patreon page and become a patron of the Main Attraction Podcast. Go to patreon.com slash the main attraction podcast and get patreon only content you can support us at a three five ten or twenty dollar level when you join up we'll shout you out here on the show and if you want ad free access to the podcast any level of being a patreon supporter will get to the show ad free doesn't matter which level you sign up for you will get the show ad free and if you're just wondering uh if you got a chance to listen we released two of our patreon most recent patreon episodes uh, to the general public as a preview this past week you got to listen to our top 10 our top 10 uh tom cruise films and our top 10 uh harrison ford films uh, we did a we did a patreon special for those and we released those within the last week so if you've been on the ed if you've been wondering you know what types of content can you get for being a patreon supporter of the main attraction podcast that's some of the type of content you can get so if you like that type of stuff go over to patreon and sign up if you can't be a patron though you can help the show out by rating us on spotify and apple podcast we would love it if you left us five star rating and if you had time you could write us a review while you're over there on apple podcast but if you can't just leave us a review if you if your podcast player has the ability to do a rating please leave us a five star whether it's spotify whether it's apple we'd love to get to 200 ratings on apple that would help us out a lot because we could get we could get rotten tomatoes certified at that point but any rating that you give on any platform we would appreciate regardless if you can't uh, if you'd like to interact with the show though Send us an email to mainattractionpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear any thoughts or questions that you might have or any suggestions you might have. We'd love to hear those. So just hit us up at mainattractionpod at gmail.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This is the second season of Good Omens on Amazon Prime. <laughs> they call it Good Omens 2, so I don't really know. I, obviously, it's the second season, but it feels more like a sequel. I'm not really sure exactly how they're marketing yeah. this thing, but nevertheless. Uh, the first one came out in 2019, so it's been a little over four years, or right at four years since the previous one came out. Uh, we both saw it. What was your original thoughts on? What were your thoughts on the original one? Well, I will just say, I when I was coming up and 
my junior high high school years i watched monty python's holy grail uh, a lot along with the mr bean tv show not the movies the tv show oh, really? the one that was actually funny uh, <laughs> anyway uh so you could tell this hit me right where i want this is the type of british humor i like right i i, I think it's hysterical i love the mix of religion and science fiction <laughs> Uh, I, Michael Sheen and David Tennant are the absolute perfect leads for this. It's almost like uh, they, when they were writing this so many years ago that they thought of them when Neil Gaiman was writing this. Right. I don't know how you couldn't have picked two better people. I, I, I just, I just think it's so much fun, and you could just turn your brain off and just laugh for forty-five minutes. Yeah, it's a fun show. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's like a, it's a combination of. Uh, humor, science fiction. I mean, it's, ultimately, it's a fantasy show. That's what Neil yeah. Gaiman does. I mean, it, yeah. it's ultimately a fantasy show. But uh, it's it's a very difficult show to get into for some people just because of the fact that, look, if you have strong religious uh, feelings, some people are not going to like this for that very reason. Right. Uh, but if you can you know, just say... Just understand what Neil Gaiman is doing because Neil Gaiman is an atheist. He does not have. He does not believe in God, or you know, he does not consider the Bible like to be this holy artifact. Uh, he just considers it to be a book of stories, and any any type of religious thought that is out there, he uses that just to make his own stories. That's the reason why he has uh, God be voiced by a woman. Uh, this is the reason yeah. why uh, he has an angel. And but, would you be, but would we be shocked if Francis McDormand was God? I wouldn't. She's no, that was just a phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all, but uh, that's the reason why in his stories, an, an angel and a demon can be best friends. Uh, that's the reason why you have, you know, uh, you have both the heaven and hell trying to accomplish the apocalypse in the first one and yeah. here in the second one i'm i'm still not 100% certain where they're going with the story here in the second one yeah i'm not either. i'm not either <laughs> but uh like we'll talk about that here in just a little bit but it's 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 a fun ride wherever they're going it's been fun to to watch them get there but uh yeah. let's talk let's let's talk about that first season well, let me ask you something uh-huh. cuz you're you're a little bit more religious than i am for sure and I grew up Catholic. We didn't read the Bible <laughs> like, you know, like the Protestants, right. uh, other Protestants. So I don't, maybe it's just me. I don't feel like they're making fun of religion, like no, a lot of things. I don't think they're making fun of religion. I think what it's like what I said a second ago. I think they're just using the stories from uh, from the Bible and using stories or use, using the backdrop of what's happening in as yeah. heaven and hell, just using it to create their own stories. Is that what I think they're doing? But like taking like the story of Job, yeah, and like what actually happened and. And having a comical spin yeah, on it. Well, 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 when we get to when we get to the Job episode, well, I want to talk more specifically about that because that is an, that was a a very thought provoking episode for me because there was a lot of things I was thinking about and there was a lot of things I was t- uh, that was I was very pondering just how this would okay. be received. Like I said, so we'll get that in just a little bit. So uh, let's talk about the first episode real quick because the first episode, honestly. You could kind of watch this season of Good Omens without having to watch the first one. Oh, yeah, for sure. Not to mention it was so long ago. Yeah, it was so long ago. So that's probably one of the reasons why they're taking the approach that they did because it really does not – I mean, they do talk a little bit about how they've been – you know, they're both retired. They're both – neither of them are practicing angels or demons anymore. Right. But outside of that, there's not a whole lot of reference to the right. first one. 
And I'm pretty sure Nina and Maggie played different parts in the first season. Oh, did they really? Were they in, were they in the first one? I, I think so. I don't remember that, but it's it's quite possible. Uh, it's just been so long, I can't remember. So, uh, but this first one is obviously it opens with the the very first episode. Uh, the second season opens with the start of creation because you've got uh, it's a different take again on how the creation story works in the Bible because in there it's you know it's God speaking the universe into existence in this. They basically they hint that yeah God had some part in it but uh, it's it's David Tennant's character Crowley who ends up like actually turning it and like starting the engine as he can continually refers to it here in this opening uh, and he's the one who like gets it going and it sets up this it sets up our origin of these two because that's the one thing that we never really got in the first one yeah. how these two met yeah I like I like their origin I, I just love Michael Shane as a Zerafel. I just yeah. he's just so funny. He is. You know, he's just so sweet. Like you, you just gotta love him. And I love how, you know, especially in the second season, you see how much he has adapted to America I mean uh, to the human life. Right. Like he loves coffee. He loves coffee. You know, he likes drink, he likes sherry he likes his little sherry. Yeah. I just love that. And then David Tennant no one's playing evil better than him. No, just, you no, know, not at all. Just, just enjoying himself, just being even, and and not and not not in an evil way that you hate him. Right, exactly. I mean, he he's obviously you know this kind of despicable character, but he has this charm about him that just makes yeah. you like him, despite the horrible things that he may or may not do. Yeah, like I think it's in the second episode where there. I think it's Nina that's like you're a demon. He's like yes, yes, you know, like <laughs> right. almost like no autographs. You know? <laughs> exactly. So, uh, like I said, this. I thought that was an interesting way to open up the to open up the show yeah. uh, because then it takes us to as soon as we get done with with that opening that cold opening with the two of them we go into we see Gabriel and Gabriel is played by John Hamm and he is walking through the streets of London one of the things I'll, let's talk before we talk about this one of the things I like when I see London in movies and television is always really dark and really drab they re- mm-hmm. bring a lot of color to London yeah, in the show I agree. Yeah, you're right. It was like a candy lad almost. Like, really I liked is. it. But uh, when when John Hamm is walking down the sh- down the streets of London, he is holding a box and he is completely naked, except for the fact there that will be a lot of people very happy with this scene. <laughs> but uh, that's that's what that's how we're introduced to Gabriel in this one. And look, Gabriel in the in the previous season is portrayed as kind of a jerk. I mean, he is the yeah. archangel. He's the supreme archangel, Gabriel, if, uh, from the Bible. But he is portrayed basically he, as be a big old jerk, is for the most part. And he it, he is not a fan of the of our two heroes. No, he is not. He does not like. He definitely does not like Crowley. He does doesn't yeah. like. Uh, he doesn't like basically the, the path that Aziraphale decided to to walk down. So uh, to see him walking down with this big huge smile on his face when he gets to Aziraphale's bookshop, uh, it's just really surprising because you really don't know where they're going with this. And for whatever reason, and we still don't know the reason, we're two episodes into this. Azira, uh, Gabriel doesn't know who he is. He doesn't know why he's there. He doesn't know where he's come from. He doesn't have any idea about who he is. And this is kind of what this is what the whole show I think is supposed to be about this season. Uh, yeah. But we don't know where they're going with it, to say the least. So. Yeah, and I, I shout out to John Hamm. Like he he shouldn't be so this, this well this good at comedy no it's not fair no, it's not. you shouldn't be that handsome <laughs> you know you shouldn't look that good 50 something walking down the street naked and then be that funny yeah come on john 
but while this whole thing is going on, there's a side plot going on between between Nina and what's the other girl's name? Uh, Maggie. Maggie. Because obviously there's they're setting up some type of relationship, and that seems to be where the, I guess that's what the the rest of the season is going to be about them trying to fool heaven into thinking that these two have actually fallen in love by via a miracle. Uh, yeah. But I don't know. If that's, and then also, is this supposed to be today? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Well, it's odd that vinyl, you know, vinyl is back and bigger than it was ever. Right. Like, vinyl stores are very popular, but, like, no one wants vinyl. But in but, but that'd be the case in London as well, though. That's, uh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. London okay. would be huge. Okay, I, I don't know. So, But, uh, but yeah, you're, you're correct in that vinyl has, you know, kind of made a resurgence because it's collectors and all this type of stuff. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Like I said, that, all that part of it is, is somewhat weird. But uh, them bringing... Uh, when them bring that, I, I don't know where they're going with that side story. I don't know yeah. where they're going with the story in general. And that's kind of the only real, those are the real knocks I have with this season so far is the first season, there was a clear cut path. It was all about the apocalypse, avoiding the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And this child that was supposed to be the antichrist was put with the wrong parents. Like I said, that had a very clear cut story. I thinking about it. Every time I read that and hear it again, I laugh. I know. It's like, what a fantastic plot. <laughs> yeah, it really was. It really, truly was. And this one, like I said, it's it's the path this one is more i feel like they're going more for just a general vibe in this season than they are for just the you know here's the story we're gonna go from point a point b point c this one feels like "Ah, we're just kind of doing more of a vibe with this one but nevertheless uh this first episode i thought was really good in terms of getting us reintroduced to our our two main characters because we haven't seen either of them forever getting us to see that wonderful car that curly drives uh i love that car yeah is it a bentley is that what he says yeah i think that's right i think i think so but nevertheless it's it's fantastic and it it makes me nervous every time he drives it because he drives it so recklessly uh but uh, getting us reintroduced to our characters, getting us kind of back into this this world that uh, that we are in, uh, I think that's kind of just the whole purpose of this first episode. And it ends with them performing a miracle where uh, they don't want anybody who anybody from heaven or anybody in hell to be able to recognize Gabriel because uh, they, they're trying to keep him hidden from from both heaven and hell because both of them are looking for him. Heaven wants, is looking for him to try to figure out what's going on. Hell wants him just because they want to do something terrible to him because he is an enemy. He's like the um, most important person in heaven that they would want to do something to. So, uh, like I said, the first episode I thought was really good. Second episode, uh, we'll talk about it here in just a second, but I thought the first episode, just in terms of getting us reintroduced to the world and introduced to the characters, I thought it worked well. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I thought the same thing. It was nice to, you know, I didn't watch any of the first season. I watched a recap on YouTube. Like, and I immediately, like, when I was watching that recap, I was like, oh, yeah, I love this world. And then when you watch this first episode, you feel it, you see it too, especially, you know, we get that first scene of them kind of meeting and bickering right. a little bit and then like at the end they're they're back together i'm talking about crowley and aziraphale like where they're back our main characters are back together and right. doing their thing you're like yes this is the world i love yeah it really is so it, it's it's like i said the world is just absolutely fantastic them being in london uh it just works really well uh, but that just takes us into episode two so let's go ahead and talk about episode two real quick 
it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, episode two. Uh, episode two, it opens with, uh, and this is kind of going to be, they're going to be basically paralleling the story of Job and this one. And this one I found just incredibly interesting. I still, like I said, I still don't know exactly what they're doing with the story. I, 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 I really yeah. don't. I don't know what they're doing with the story in terms of this, but it is a, it's always, the story of Job has always been one that I've found just absolutely fascinating because, look, the story of Job, if, you, if you're if you not familiar with the Bible at all, but my guess is you're probably, at least even if you're not a Christian or not familiar with religion, you probably know the story of Job. The story of Job is Job was God's favorite person in the world at the time. This was actually takes place, like, it's supposed to be towards the beginning of, like, creation is when Job, uh, the story of Job actually happens. And uh, Satan says, well, the only reason why he loves you so much and the only reason why he serves you so diligently is because uh, you are so good to him. And God basically tells him, you can do whatever you want to him. He will still serve me. So uh, he allows Satan to do whatever he wants. He takes away all of, his, all of his wealth, all of his cattle. But the thing that has always made this story just more interesting to me than anything else than the part that I think that Neil Gaiman does a really good job. I don't look, I don't know if, if this was part of his original comics, but he's a, he's a, he's very directly involved with the story of this television show. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he and whoever else helped him create this show and whoever helped write this episode, they take a really interesting look at just the story of Job because even when like a seer, when they're revisiting this in the Xerophel is in heaven, he's like, oh, that's fine. You can take away all of his uh, physical stuff. And then Gabriel says, yes, we're going to take away his children. Like that like rings a bell to Xerophel. Like, okay, wait a minute. We can't just kill his children. And that's the part right. of the story of Job that has just always been just fascinating because the story of Job is always one that is when, when you're going through Sunday school, when you're in church, it's always presented as uh, look at this great man of faith and things that he, and how well he believes and just, you know, God will reward you because they, one of the things they do talk about is Job is given children replaces previous ones, but that's just a weird part. This is the part that, you know, when, if you're, if you're a diehard devout Christian, you know, you got to explain this. This is a difficult thing to explain because trust me, I've been there, <laughs> and it's a yeah. hard thing to try to you know justify that God killed this man's children to prove that he would that he wouldn't mock and he wouldn't curse God. And that's just it's a, this an interesting way to look at this entire episode that they now. Go did you mention that it was potentially God wanted to win a bet? <laughs> yeah, that's the part that they don't get. It's not out of bed. So, uh, like I said, I have to. That's the part that just like the fact that they add that. Yes. it's still not mocking religion. No, it's not. It's just funny. And it's like I said in the story of, in the Bible, they don't put it as like a bet. But that's it. Yeah. If you want to draw that conclusion, if you read the if you right. read through the Book of Job and you go through and you read that book, and you read that story. You can kind of make that inference that it was kind of like a bet. I mean, because uh, yeah. God tells him, he says, he won't mock me and he won't curse me uh, if you do this to him. And he ends up being correct. So uh, I, it's just, I think it's just an interesting way to look at this entire story, the way that they are doing it in this episode. 
I agree. I, I thought it was well done. I would say I, when I when I started watching it, I was getting a little like I thought the Job thing at first was taking a while, mm-hmm. but then when I really realized what was going on, I was like, oh no, th- th- this is very creative. I, right. I was very impressed. Yeah, because basically the the whole point of this, it feels like they're trying to point out that it's okay to question, and that feels like the, the purpose of this entire season is. You know, it's okay to question God because that's what that's what that's what Crowley was doing in the very first yeah. scene. Is he was you know, where's the suggestion box? So you know, if we're creating this entire universe just for this one little planet that's not even at the center of the universe, I want to be able to see the entire universe. What what are we doing here? Why are we creating this? And I feel like that's what Neil Gaiman is doing. He's like saying, you know, it's okay to question these things that you believe in. It's okay to question uh, the way that you have been brought up. And that's like I said, I, you're right. I don't think he's making fun of religion, but I do think. He's very. He's putting out there, you know. We don't need to just accept what our religious yeah. beliefs tell us. We need. We don't need, just need to accept it uh, completely without questioning. Because if you do so, then it can lead to you know fanaticism and uh, other issues that are kind of plague our society in this world today. Yeah. But I thought, like I said, it's because that's what they're kind of getting. Like they don't. This they're now trying to set up the fact that uh, these two women who were locked in uh, the coffee shop, uh, they've got us because the the three angels. I can't remember Michael and the other two. I don't remember what the other two angels' names were. Uh, Shax, right? No, Shax is and the demon. Miranda. That's that's okay. that's uh, the demon that replaced Crow. Muriel and yeah. Uriel, right? That's right, Muriel and Uriel. Those are the two that come down with uh, that come down with Michael to inspect yeah. what this miracle was. And and Michael Sheen's Zerfeld tells him, "Oh, I made these two people fall in love because it was uh, wasn't going to happen any other way." So, yeah. uh, like I said, oh, and let's shout out Ty Tennant. David Tennant's actual son was one of Job's children. He, oh, was we, he really? We, he was he was in. House You're of the right. Dragon. I didn't recognize him from. <laughs> yeah, he was the one that walked, that was like her, kind of like harassing them, and like he messed with uh, Michael Sheen's uh, outfit. Uh, okay, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. That was Todd Tennant. Yeah, I did not. Yeah, he's played Enon. That's right, or Enon. Yeah. Uh, I did not realize that's yeah. who that was because he looked so different than when I saw him in yeah. in uh, House of the Dragon. But uh, like I said, it's the and that's just kind of what they're they're doing because now they've got to cover up this miracle that they created because they wanted to create just this tiny little half miracle and it ends up being like this incredibly powerful miracle that they create yeah uh and that's what they're basically having to do but they can't do another miracle to actually have nina and maggie fall in love because if they do that then that one will record so they've now got to convince these two and they've got to set it up where these two are actually going to fall in love on, on their own so uh like i said it's just Watching this episode play out and watching it and how they are kind of just relaying it back to just just the general beliefs about religion and just what Michael Sheen's character is. Michael Sheen at the end of this thing, uh, when they're going back to the story of Job, he thinks uh, Crowley is supposed to take him down to hell because he's now a fallen angel. Yeah. And Crowley's like, eh, no, that's not, not really. He's like, it's not that big a deal. It's just an interesting take on the entire on yeah. the entire thing. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I, I thought it was... Uh creative and and uh funny and, it, and just like you said makes you think it does it does make you think it does it in a in a humorous way like i said uh there is another neil gaiman show out there if you or if you want some more stuff that is done by neil gaiman the sandman is on netflix it has yeah. uh also done by, now i will say this that is not nearly as funny as this is this is that's a much more serious a much more uh drama dramatic type uh show than this one ever possibly well, he's could had be. a couple of shows uh he had one on 
American Gods. I think it's on Netflix too. It was oh, on it really? Stars. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm not familiar with that one, but this one, like I said, it's uh, th- that one is like I said, it's much more serious. It's much more dramatic. This one, I just like the humor. I love yeah. uh, the way David Tennant and Michael Sheen play off of each other. I think they are fantastic together. They are, and. Come to find out, they didn't know each other before this. You would have thought they were best friends that went to you know university together. Oh yeah, you would think so because mm-hmm. the, their chemistry is off the charts. Oh yeah, it's it's fantastic. The the, the two of them together are just absolutely phenomenal, yeah. and they just well, just, they ended up becoming friends in the making of this. And yeah, they do stuff together, so it's just funny. But like you would have thought they knew each other for a long time. Yeah, you would have thought that. And one of the things I like about this episode is they're con- constantly putting Gabriel is just. After having, in the previous season, Gabriel was just so serious and such a jerk. And basically, that's kind of what they're showing again is is Aziraphale, when he is remembering the story about what happened with Job and just how awful Gabriel was during it because he wanted, Gabriel wanted the children to die and he wanted them to get new children. And that was the whole point. And Gabriel is like, uh, let's go ahead and make sure that we do this and that we, that we kill the children. Aziraphale is remembering you're you're an awful dude. I don't like you that much. And he's trying to figure right. out, you know, do I really want Gabriel to get back to the way that it actually was because he was so awful? Uh, and this, he's just constantly wrestling with this. And that's kind of what we see in the second episode is he's wrestling with, you know, what am I? What do I? What am I going to do with Gabriel? You know, obviously people are looking for him. They're trying to prevent whatever this bad thing that he mentions in the first episode from happening. Uh, and he he's just really struggling with just how much he wants to help him versus how much he wants him to stay the way that he currently is. Yeah. Uh, and it's just a fun. It's just a fun episode. And it's just a fun show in general. Uh, and like I said, I I haven't been able to watch past these first two episodes. We'll, we're yeah, we're going I stopped, to. I stopped there. We'll, we'll discuss uh, the next three when we get back. Uh, so if you haven't, if you've only seen the first two, you haven't watched all five yet. We're going to discuss the next three on Sunday night, the thirtieth, and we'll have that for you ready, ready for you then. But these first two episodes, like I said, I like them. I really do. I thought they were enjoyable. I do wish I knew where the story was going. That's the only. Yeah. That's the only complaint yeah. I have. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I like. I I thought it was delightful, and like I, I just love the humor, especially by the leads. And then adding Buddy Holly's "Everyday" song in yes, there, I, I'm just see where that goes as well. Yeah, because this there's this jukebox apparently that every time somebody uh, selects a song, they all turn into the the "Everyday" song by by Buddy Which, Holly. Which there's there's much worse song. I mean, there's like it's a fantastic song. It, right. There are much worse songs that could turn into. Oh yeah, there's at a lot least worse it's that. <laughs> That's true. So uh, I'll be interested to see where they go with that. But um, anything else you want to say about either of these first episodes before we head off to our awards? Uh, I like the musical score in the background. Oh, I like yeah, how fantastic. it's like it's it's really really good. Yeah, I love the music of this. I mean the the uh, opening the introduction song and the opening the mm-hmm. opening animation is just fantastic. I, I do love it. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. So, all right then, shall we do some awards? Let's do it. Here on the Main Attraction Podcast, whenever we're covering a season of a television show, we give out three weekly awards that we will now assign as well. Up first is our Tyrion Lannister, the MVPs for the week. I think we know who these two are going to be, but <laughs> yeah. who's your Tyrion M- Lannister? M- Mr. Sheen 
and Mr. Tennant. Yeah, they. It's, and I think I may have called him Michael Shannon at some point. Uh, it's I, Michael Sheen. I know. I do that. Uh, you may have. I do that on occasion. It's Michael Sheen, Michael and not Michael Shannon. Michael Sheen. I, and I apologize if I called him. I don't think you did, but I, I could be okay. wrong. I, I didn't catch it if you did. So, uh, but yeah, David Tennant and Michael Sheen—they are the stars. And look, they—they they are definitely steal a show every single time that they are on screen, and they're just fantastic together. So, yeah. uh, the actor all along, the best scene of the week. What you going with? I'm going at the end of the first season. I mean, the first episode where they have to, where they realize they have to work together to, yeah. to you know to solve this Gabriel situation. Uh, I went with the last scene that they had, where the last Job scene is what I went with. Uh, I thought that was just a really good one where they it was it was great where they're basically faking the children, the new children being born when it was actually the old children that they had just disguised as lizards. I thought that was just really fantastic. So, uh, the if you come with the king, you best not miss your best line of the week. What'd you go with? Uh, it is said by Shaq's Miranda Richardson, the great Miranda Richardson, in the first episode. Was it always this easy with the humans? Easy. Yeah, every time I come up with something <laughs> yes. evil, they come up with something much worse <laughs> yeah. themselves. Yeah, that was Interesting, good this comes out after a global pandemic. Yeah. Just... I, I thought that was a good one. Uh, I also liked... Uh, just anything that David Tennant is delivering is typically really good. Uh, yeah. When he tells Shax, when he tells her, uh, you know, you either, uh, I don't remember what the exact line was like, but you either call or you mysteri- uh, you mis- uh, mysteriously appear, not both uh, there at the very beginning. I like the yeah. I like the line that Michael Sheen gave to Maggie when uh, she tells him, you can't just forgive eight months of, of rent. He's like, sure I can. It's actually one of the better things I'm, I'm good at or something like that. Like, <laughs> I like the uh, You Were Right dance as well. Oh, yeah. The You Were Right dance is fantastic. I love the You Were Right dance. That was awesome. Uh, so, like I said, lots of good stuff in this one. It's just a, it's just a fun show. So, uh, yeah, Rating is. time here on the Main Attraction Podcast. Whenever we are covering a season of television show, we do give a rating for where it currently stands. The top of our list is a succession. Beneath the succession is a lost. And middle of the road for us is Friends. Beneath Friends is Full House and Bottom of the Barrel for us is Baywatch. What are you giving this first two episodes of Good Omens 2? You know, I'm going to give it a loss. I don't know where I would be on the first season. I'd have to watch it again. Yeah, what my rating would mm-hmm. be, uh, you know, it would be between a loss and the and the succession. I'm not sure, but I, I think it's a loss. I, I'm not sure where it's going, but you know, I really enjoy it watching it. So yeah, if I had an idea of what the plot was like, where they were driving towards, I would probably give this a succession. But I don't know exactly what they're going towards, uh, so I'm going to give it a loss. Uh, like I said, maybe they're just going for vibes. Like I said earlier, maybe that's what the point yeah. of this one is. I could be wrong about that but uh it is just a fun show right now uh, like i said i don't know the point but maybe they'll spell out the point a little bit later on in episodes three four or five i hope so anyway so yeah <laughs> uh, but anyway i'm giving a loss as well all right uh, before we sign off we do want to give our viewers some our listeners some things that we're looking forward to that they might could look forward to as well what are you going with so far the last season of Reservation Dogs starts on okay. August the 2nd. The fantastic show about some young Native American kids on a reservation in Oklahoma. They've decided to end the series with season three, and okay. it starts. It is a FX on Hulu show, right. and I believe with stuff slowing down, I think it may be on both it may actually be on FX as okay. well as Hulu. So, Reservation Dogs, I, I would highly recommend it. Uh, also, speaking of Native Americans, Dark Winds on AMC Season 2 comes out July 30th. Okay. Excuse me. This is a uh, kind of a 
Coen Brothers mystery right. murder mystery show starring the great Zane McLaren that takes place on an Indian reservation, I think in Arizona. Yeah, uh, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the first season. He plays the sheriff, and uh, it's it was really good. So I'm really looking forward to the second season. It comes on AMC July 30th, or if you have AMC Plus. And the last thing we found out this week. Reacher season two yes. December. Let's go. <laughs> Let's freaking go. And Reacher, the guy who plays Reacher, man, he's been blowing up. He's in a ton of stuff. Yeah, yeah. See, I figured he would eventually, and that's not yeah. that's not been surprising. So, uh, I got a couple things. Actually, got three. Uh, there's two movies coming out here in the month of August. That I'm looking forward to. I probably will not see one of them. I'll probably see in theaters. One of them I probably will wait till it comes out on Paramount Plus. But the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie comes out soon. Oh yeah, I keep seeing the trailer. It looks fun. It looks fun. It looks like a lot of fun. Like I said, I'm, I'm a huge Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan. Like I said, I will probably not see it in theaters, but I will probably catch it when it comes out on Paramount Plus. Well, the the voices of the villains is nuts. Oh yeah, they got a ton of they got a ton of people doing the voice. Ice Cube, Paul Rudd, uh-huh. Seth Rogen. Yeah, Seth Rogen's uh, one of the. Yeah, I think he's Bebop or Rocksteady. He's one of the two. Uh, and Seth Rogen's the one who got this entire thing together. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Ao Itabiri is the voice of April uh, in, yeah, in yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So like I said, it's it looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun. I I won't catch it till it comes out on it's not going to be an across the spider-verse i don't think it, it, yeah, anywhere yeah. close to that but it, it should be fun like i said i'll catch it when it comes out on paramount plus uh the other movie i'm looking forward to is coming out uh it's a dc film i don't know what that's going to mean for it but blue beetle it looks like it's going to be good it, it looks good yeah I, I i'm always i'm always hesitant whenever it's dc though so i always kind of go in with a little you know a little bit a little bit hesitant to get too excited because dc doesn't have a great track record at this point but uh I, i'm looking forward to it that looks like it's gonna be a lot of fun so uh, blue beetle should be good well i love the, the the kid the guy the guy from uh from uh not i was gonna say karate cobra cobra kai. Kai. yeah cobra kai sholo yeah, he, he's he's fantastic. So yeah, when I saw the the minute he came on Cobra Kai, I was like, that kid is a star. I knew at some point he would be making his way to superhero. Right. So I'm not surprised he's already the star of a, of a series. And hopefully this works and he gets a chance. Yeah. If not, Marvel or someone else will we'll pick, pick him up. Him up. Yeah, they, they he, he has star. You could tell from the minute that show started that he was the star. Yeah, he definitely is, and he's like I said, we'll see what this, what he does in in Blue Beetle when it comes out later on in August. Uh, the other thing I'm looking forward to that should be out. Uh, it won't be out next week, but it'll be the week after next. It will be the new season of Only Murders in the Building. It starts August 8th. Oh yeah! So uh, it should be a fun one. Uh, the first two seasons have been absolutely fantastic. I can't wait to see what they do here in the third one. So. Uh, we've got uh, we've got Paul Rudd Paul, and Meryl Streep. Meryl added Streep to added the to the cast. So I mean, what more could you I ask said for? Meryl freaking <laughs> Streep is added to the cast. I know. Like I said, what more could you ask for than Meryl Streep and Paul Rudd coming on to your show? So, all right. Uh, anything else you want to add before we sign off for the week? Appreciate everyone joining us, and we will talk to you next time. I would echo those same sentiments, and as always, until next time, may all of your entertainment dreams come true. <laughs>